I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. We found out over this past weekend that Marty Ballin, the singer and founding member of Jefferson Airplane, had passed. On the eve of his death, we had already scheduled to run a Flashback 50 on the Airplane's Crown of Creation album. Today, we'll hear a slightly expanded version of that feature in the Echoes Podcast. Before we get to that, I want to let you know that in order to bring you great interviews like this for free, we need your support. If you're listening to the Echoes podcast, you already know that you're listening to music outside the mainstream, music you don't find on commercial and even most public radio stations. For us to bring you these new discoveries, we need your support. So go to our website at echoes.org and make a donation. And if you want to sponsor the podcast or radio show, go to echoes.org and click the Support Echoes tab. And now, let's take a trip to Jefferson Airplane's Crown of Creation. John DiLiberto with a flashback 50 to 1968 with the Jefferson Airplane's fourth album, Crown of Creation. In 1968, the Airplane were, along with Jimi Hendrix, the flagship of psychedelic rock, more so even than the Grateful Dead or Pink Floyd, who hadn't really arrived in the States yet. One pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small, and the ones that mother gives And they used psychedelic affectations to embrace a world of sound from folk to jazz to classical, but in a way that was uniquely the Jefferson Airplane. This was still the core group of the airplane, with Grace Slick on vocals, recorder and keyboards, Marty Ballin on vocals, Paul Kantner on guitar and vocals, Jack Cassidy on bass, and Spencer Dryden playing drums. The title of Crown of Creation was ironic, but the album lived up to it anyway as one of the most concise yet still forward-moving airplane albums. Their days of hits, with tracks like Somebody to Love and White Rabbit, were behind them and the band had shed all their folk and R&B roots. Crown of Creation followed their third album, After Bathing at Baxter's, a sprawling psychedelic affair, mostly authored by Paul Kantner and Grace Slick. To many, it took the shape of an acid trip. It began with a mind-warping opening track, The Ballad of You and Me and Punil. It ended with a closing idol, Saturday Afternoon, a song written by Kantner about the bee-in that took place in early 1967. Saturday afternoon Yellow clouds rising in the noon I said incense and balloons While there was darkness in Baxter's, it was more a celebration of freedom and possibilities. That was mostly gone just a few months later when they recorded Crown of Creation. The first sign of that was the cover, a portrait of the band within a nuclear mushroom cloud. You can hear it less apocalyptically in the opening track, a beautiful Renaissance-influenced ballad by Grace Slick called Lather. 
At the time, when one of the hippie's slogans was, don't trust anyone over 30, it was a lament for someone turning just that age. Lather was 30 years old today, they took away all of his toys. His mother sent newspaper clippings to him about his old friends who'd stopped being boys. There was Howard C. Green, just turned 33, his leather chair waits at the bank. And Sergeant Dow Jones, 27 years old, commanding his very own tank. But Lather still finds it a nice thing to do, to lie about nude in the sand. Drawing pictures of mountains that look like bumps, and thrashing the air with his hands. Even in this winsome song, the airplane pack a lot of weirdness, including crowd sounds, a typewriter, and a nose solo. Putting drumsticks on either side of his nose, snorting the best licks in town. Another gorgeous song on Crown of Creation, very much of its time, was one written by David Crosby. He was in the birds at the time, and he wrote a song about polyamory that his band thought was a little too hot to handle. So, of course, Grace Slick took it on. You both stand there, your long hair flowing, eyes alive, your mind still growing, saying to me, what can we do now that we both love you? Those are songs from a happier time, I think, but Paul Kantner's title track, Crown of Creation, was an anthemic, politically charged mini-epic. Kalkinen's crushing guitar and Jack Cassidy's earth mover bass had tackled the generation gap and out of control conservatism. But it ends on a positive note, one of those three-part harmonies that were such a signature of the airplane, promising to fight it down to the end. Much of the song was inspired by John Wyndham's post-apocalyptic science fiction novel, The Chrysalids, and Kantner lists lines from the story for his closing lyrics, sung in close harmony by Kantner, Ballin, and Slick. Survive 
end of the album, Things Have Gotten Dark. Grace Slick's Greasy Heart was a roaring acid blues, decrying superficiality as well as the drug scene which had gotten dark in San Francisco with the arrival of opiates and heroin. Slick's tone has a serrated edge. It's hard to believe that they actually released that as a single. It was definitely no Somebody to Love or White Rabbit. The real turn on the album, however, is the follow-up to The Ballad of You and Me and Puniel. It's called The House at Puniel Corners. Like the original, Kantner and Ballin borrow lines from A.A. A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh, but now Winnie has been trampled, and I think Fred Neal is mortally wounded. Like its predecessor, the house at Puniel Corners opens with feedback, but where it was a cleansing wash on after bathing at Baxter's, it was a menacing siren on Crown of Creation, and it only got worse. You say it's healing, but nobody's feeling it. Somebody's dealing, somebody's feeling it. You say you don't see and you don't. Yorma Kalkinen, whose guitar lances the angry boils of this song, says it was a sign of the darkening times. Right. Well, those are menacing times. Civil rights, Vietnam, and I think that the, those, those emotional feelings that were everywhere, every day, every moment of your life, if you were in your 20s and early 30s back then, uh, manifested itself in the art. The structure of the song is unlike anything happening in rock in 1968 with its whiplash groove from Spencer Dryden and Jack Cassidy's fuzzed out bass swooping in like fighter jets on a run. Paul Kantner, Marty Ballin, and Grace Slick trade off the lyrics in increasing despair. The original ballad of You and Me and Puniel ends with lyrics that ask whether it all will last. On the house at Puniel Corners, the dystopian future is here. devastating track to end the album on, but even on this song, the chorus is one of hope. That thread of hope would continue into their fifth album, Volunteers, with the politically charged, rabble-rousing anthems of the title track, and We Could Be Together. Fifty years later, Crown of Creation is of its time, but you can hear its influence in the darker side of progressive rock that would launch two years later. 
Throw some Mellotron on songs like Lather, Crown of Creation, and The House at Boonial Corners, and they could have been on King Crimson's In the Court of the Crimson King. The Jefferson Airplane's Crown of Creation, released 50 years ago this month, in a flashback 50 on Echoes. Sadly, only three musicians on Crown of Creation remain with us today, Grace Lick, Yorma Kalkinen, and Jack Cassidy. Marty Ballin, the founding member, left the planet on September 27th. If you want to put Crown of Creation in your collection, go to our website. There's a link for it in the posting for this podcast. Next week on the Echoes Podcast, it's another Flashback 52, Wendy Carlos's Switched On Bach. We'll delve into the many interviews I've conducted with Wendy, who takes us back to a time when electronic music wasn't so easy. I'm John DiLibretto. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes Podcast. See you next week, tonight, or online, right now, on Echoes. Echoes.